You're about to hear a conversation between myself, Emily Bishop, and a woman we're calling Rose that took place in the early evening of Thursday, January 27th, 2022. Rose is a vampire, and this is her story. Um, I've been working retail for a long time. That's just kind of what I've been doing. I was going to school for horticulture. Um, did that for a little bit, but COVID came in and that was really difficult to do online schooling. Um, I'm 25. Uh, you know, play a lot of video games. It's kind of what I do. Stay inside a lot. Um, I like to go outside though when I can. But it can be difficult. Um, you know, not a whole lot there. So can you walk me through what an average day in your life looks like? Wake up at like 8.30, get to work at 9, work a 9 to 5 at a retail job, come home and be really tired and relax the rest of the day and kind of rinse and repeat, really. Um, nothing too exceptional. I mean, play online with some people. Uh, video games online, but, um, you know, pretty simple stuff, I think. And you would consider yourself a vampire? Yeah, um, yeah, it's, I, de I definitely consider myself one. It's something that hasn't been as much of an issue as it was for me early on, um, previously. Like when I was 18, 19, um, it was really difficult to deal with um, just because it kind of came out of nowhere. But over time, the tendencies that come along with that territory have subsided to the point that I, I, I consider myself a vampire, but I don't really like have any blood very often these days. But it was, it was a big problem for me when I was like 18, 19. I was, yeah. So, how would you um, define a, a vampire in your terms? I think there's a number of different ways you can define one. Certainly, there's like your energy, like psychic vampires, you know, people who don't consume blood but will take energy from others, or then people who consume blood to then take energy from, from other people as well. I think that's something that vampires is a, it's a main point of that is, is taking energy from one person and then giving it to that person who needs the energy. Um, but then there's, and there's also the point of just, you know, for me, the energy wasn't the big thing. It's not like I was going out of the way. Um, I think over time I just started, stabling out um sorry i'm <laughs> getting a little off track so you've got your people who will take energy away from one person and then you have people who just just like the taste or really crave it it's something like for no reason it's like why do i crave blood, blood right now it's like well i don't have an iron deficiency i don't have some sort of medical issue related but i just want it and um, that's what it was like for me. 
there's a little bit of energy involved there, but really it was just like, really just like the taste. So how did you first come to realize um, that you were a vampire and, and how did you come to that conclusion? I, it was weird. So there is um, this idea of what might be called like an awakening. You might hear that when you read up online or something like that, where it's just one day <laughs> for no real reason. Um, and not like I could pinpoint the day, um, but I just started to have like a really, really big desire for it. It made no sense to me. I was thoroughly confused. Um, but it's like, you know, you have a cut or something and you try a little bit or something like that. And then it was just kind of out of control. Um, not that I ever like did anything with anybody else. That's a whole other point of that conversation. But, um, yeah, it was just like out of the blue, really. About how old were you when, when this happened? I think I was 19, 18, 19, about there. So you said that um, it, it just kind of came out of, of nowhere. Right. So so how did you feel when, when you had this awakening? What was your, your thought process? What did you do? I, it was, it, it was a bit frustrating because you can't just consume anybody's blood. You just don't, you don't just like have a significant other and decide to do that because of bloodborne pathogens and diseases you know you can't just go out and do that so it was really frustrating um because it didn't make any sense i did sort of develop a light sensitivity but that may have been due to some other things but it was about the same time it makes sense um yeah it was just really frustrating i ended up using like lancets like diabetic lancets on my own fingers and um i did that a lot probably way too much for my fingers and the skin there. And that helped, you know, to, to leave that. Cause I really just wanted somebody else's for some reason. Um, and I didn't even really get that until much later in life now to the point that it's not that much of a problem. You drank your, your own blood for a while. Yeah. For a good amount. I don't think I had actually had anybody else's blood until, Oh, I mean, years and years later when I had, you know, was with my wife and things like that that was like well we're both safe i can try it but i just never had the opportunity um very frustrating not to have the opportunity but i lived so oh well what was it like the first time you ever drank blood um really exciting i think but just sort of uh like a relief sort of thing like uh like quenching your thirst i guess kind of exciting for sure because that's it's definitely sort of an edgy sort of thing i think um there there's no doubt about that but i i it's not something as if i just wanted to do this just to be edgy it's quite i mean i don't know why i would make myself be so frustrated about something for no reason um yeah exciting probably and how did that compare to um your your wife served as a donor yeah it's it's hard to compare. I think just because the the level of want or need for blood when I was like 19 was so high. And now that I'm 25, it's so low that it's, it's neat. It's kind of cool to finally have that opportunity. But 
those tendencies are so low that it's not really a problem. Um, I've heard that too over time that, um, you know, people who, when they first awaken, it's like this huge thing. And then over time it just subsides and, you know, goes away a little bit. Yeah. Why do you think that might be, um, for you personally? I don't know. Um, I think there were some times there, you know, life just kind of started to happen around me. You know, I, I moved, I drove around, I just, I don't know, sort of grew out of it or something. I really don't have like a good, there's no real good medical excuse for any of this. So there's no, no real way to know why it dissipated, but it does apparently. Earlier you mentioned feeding on, on like energy that some people do that. Have you ever done that or tried? I, I've never tried for sure. No. Um, I think you would know it's, it's like different in some way. Obviously most people's uh, ideas on, on what a vampire is. A lot of it comes from pop culture, um, different movies and stuff. So how do you think pop culture has maybe played a role in this kind of self-discovery journey you've gone on? Um, and how does the vampire of pop culture differ from your realities? Yeah. Um, it's just completely different. I mean, I know there are some major vampire pop culture things like Twilight, I guess, and, you know, your classical vampire stuff. I never really identified with that at all. There was no excitement around being like this character or something like that it was always just it was always just frustrating for me just like a pain just a pain in the ass really i don't think it had any effect on on me personally anyway so it was um very frustrating for you having this uh this craving and did you ever reach a point are you at a point now where it's it's less frustrating yeah i mean it's it's so low to a point that i mean there were, when I was 19, it was like, you know, lancets on my hands, like maybe almost every day <laughs> or something like that, uh, or at least a couple times a week. But now I go months and months and months without thinking about it. So who in your life knows um, about this? Um, my parents, they know about it, but honestly, it's been so long since I told them they probably forgot um, and my wife, she knows. That's, that's kind of it. How did your parents react when you talked to them about this? What was that like? Um, I don't know. I haven't really had a good relationship with my parents for a long time, especially at that time. Um, I bet there was probably a fair amount of skepticism on their part, but I think our relationship was so strained at that point that I, I don't even remember how they would have reacted as if I would have even like paid attention, to be honest. Um, but your wife knows. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not, um, it's not that big of a deal. I don't think, I think there's definitely a lot of different ideas around it, but it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. I think she might think it's a little cool, I think. But again, for me, it's like basically just another medical condition. 
What was that um, conversation with her like when you when you told her? I think it was uh, definitely. I think it was an online conversation, just like, um, you know, talking about it. But there's a there's a there's a certain level of like how cool that is, I guess. Um, like, oh, that's so cool, you know, that you do that or whatever. Um, not not like a a freaking out sort of thing just kind of it is what it is yeah was was there some relief that that came with that um i i think when i was younger when i was like 19 and maybe i told my my therapist about it or something like that there was a certain level of relief to like let the secret out or something like that um but over time it was just it was just another thing you know, just another uh, part of who I am, and it, it's uh, became less and less important. I think. So uh, you said it's it's very much uh, just part of how you identify. Um, your wife knows. Do you have like a group of friends or a, a community that knows that you're a part of? Um, I believe you put that. The only community I have is that. Uh, that subreddit there that I think you posted on um, real vampires, which is probably the most accurate space for people who are actually vampires and not, you know, not in the fantasy sense or something like that. That's like the only community that I'm really a part of. Sometimes I'll interact with them, you know, make a post or respond to a post or something like that. But it's not something where I, regularly talk to other vampires or something it's not something that you kind of seek out the this uh, community of other vampires i i think having the real vampires subreddit helps just to be able to have somewhere to be a part of something that's a bit comforting that i'm not like crazy or the only one who who um does something like this and to, to relate to other people and their experiences. I know sometimes there'll be a post about somebody who's going through something similar and I'm able to talk to them about it or get advice. Um, so I, I, I find comfort in having that community. It's something I definitely had seeked out and feel comfortable just having it now. Do you wish there had been something like that when you were younger and, and coming to terms with all of this? Um, Probably would have been nice. I know there were, I made some attempts to reach out to some other communities that were around um, in the area. Those never really turned into anything. And then, I don't know, I had my own communities that I was still a part of. Adding another one would have been maybe a little difficult. Backtracking a little bit to when you were 18, 19, having these cravings, how did you go about doing doing research or looking into you know I, I'm having these cravings I'm having these urges what do I do about it and how how do I handle this yeah um a lot of google searches probably um I think there were probably some Quora or Yahoo Answers sort of things um forums there were probably some forums back then that I that I was able to read and and understand um, I think that's really 
what came down to it. I think having a therapist who then understood and didn't like judge for it was helpful uh, trying to get advice from them to like what to do about it. And it's as long as it's not hurting anybody else is basically what she told me is like, well, as long as you're not hurting anybody, it, why not? It's fine, you know, um, or hurting yourself too much. So do you think that um, maybe more, as you said, it's, it's less present in your day-to-day life, but when you were younger, do you think that it had an impact being a vampire, um, that it had an impact on your ability to connect with people or um, was it a, a barrier at all? The only barrier that may have been a problem was like the sudden light sensitivity that I had which may have come from a medication. There's possibly something, something in the list of things that I take that might've caused that, but it happened at the same time. Um, and it's known to be sort of a symptom of people who are vampires to have a light sensitivity. And it was just really bad. I didn't have it before. Um, and, and then it happened and like, I would get headaches just being out in the sun too long. Um, my sister's graduation, just wearing like multiple pairs of sunglasses just to like shield my eyes because it just hurt so bad. That's like the barrier there for me. That's what caused like a lot of problems where it's just like, I can't be outside during the sun. I'd rather just go out at night. And I did that a lot. I, I would spend a lot of time out night because then I didn't have to worry about my eyes. Do you still have a light sensitivity or has it gotten better over the years? Yeah, I do. It's, it's a little better, I think, but I still, you know, have some prescription sunglasses that I wear on really sunny days. Have you ever considered, um, have you ever spoken with a doctor about your light sensitivity or the cravings you had when you were younger? Um, did you ever seek like a, like a medical explanation? Um, with the light sensitivity, I'd had talked to a number of optometrists and they just said, well, some of your medications could be causing it. And that's the only real, uh, explanation I've gotten from anybody. And then they just say, wear some sunglasses. It's like, okay. I mean, it wasn't always like this. I was in marching band for, you know, all of high school. And I was just like out in the sun, hours at a time, bright sun. I had a shiny insurance in my hands and then I turned 19 and everything's just like everything hurts I don't know so um you said in the uh survey that you filled out that you practice witchcraft oh yeah yeah um how did you get into that I don't know I thought it was thought it was cool to start um thought it'd be something interesting to try it's not that I wasn't I was never really religious and um, it's like, not that I don't believe in God. It's more of the thing of, sorry, I'm not really answering the question there. Uh, um, just looking online, I think probably Tumblr helped probably. I used to be on Tumblr, Tumblr a lot. Um, so then it just started with like small spells, buying a few books, wearing a pentagram, um, sort of, starting to believe in magic in witchcraft that it, that it does work or could work um i've always kind of had this idea that it's a lot like praying um 
you can pray for something and hope that something's going to happen. And it might happen. So you can cast a spell and hope that it'll happen and it might happen sort of thing. How do you actively practice? Like what are, what are practices uh, within witchcraft or rituals that you, that you do? Yeah. Um, I consider myself a very practical witch. Um, there are a lot of people who uh, like Wiccans and people who will use rituals and they'll have like an altar and they'll have a wand and a few other things. I'm just very simple. I might, um, I might like say a spell while swirling some tea or something like that, or I'll trace a pentagram on my wrist or something. And then, um, basically pray for it or hope for it like use my own personal magic to make that happen um yeah not very not very like altar heavy or like uh um rituals or anything uh, sometimes i think for the winter solstice i did something um just it felt right but not a common thing for me so you said that you're not you're not really religious, but you did compare uh, witchcraft and, and the use of magic as being like praying. So does it does it feel like a, a, a quote unquote religious experience for you? It's yeah, it's what if I had to give like if somebody asked me what my religion is and I had to put it down on a piece of paper, that's what it that's what would go there, really. Well, I think that's basically all the questions that I have. Um, is there anything that I didn't? ask you that you'd like to talk about uh i don't know whether this is relevant to anything but we can try um i think you oftentimes on that real vampires subreddit will there's essentially a frequently asked questions section of real vampires and it's just a list of a bunch of really good information and a lot of times in that subreddit, we'll just have people coming in and they'll be asking like really heavy fantasy questions like, like, you know, how do I get stronger or something like that? Like we're superhumans or something like that. And I just want to impress the point that like, I don't think a lot of people on that subreddit or people who consider themselves vampires in the way that I do are anybody who thinks that they're like superhuman in some way. I think most people will, um, have the same frame of mind that I do that it's either just a curiosity or, or a frustration, something that they just kind of have to deal with um, instead of being something that's like a, a fantasy fantastical thing. I think there is, there's like a lot of stigma around it, just like even the word vampire because of all of the media and all of the ideas that are attached to it. I think sometimes people will even call themselves sanguinarians, which is just somebody who consumes blood instead of an actual vampire. So you can get away from that. Um, just really impressed upon that. I think a lot of vampires are just normal people. There's, they're just living their lives, doing their own things. And they just happen to like the taste of blood or need it or something like that. How, how do you, feel when when people come into these uh spaces that are that are for real vampires and and do that kind of stuff and are, are trying to role play or trying to um make believe with it all 
Yeah, I think it's not it's not like it uh upsets me so much. Um, it's not something where I get angry that they're in the space or something like that. Um, I think oftentimes some people in the subreddit will get mad and will just kind of like snap back at these people. Like, this is not the place for that. Or read the FAQ. You'll get that a lot in that subreddit. If you're just like asking questions, they'll just say, read the FAQ above all else. Um, it's, it's not super frustrating for me. I know some people are kind of upset about it though. What are some uh, common misconceptions that you think people might have about vampires? I think for people who are real vampires, I, I had actually experienced this a little bit in school. You know, this, as soon as you say that you're a vampire, everybody gets this idea. It's like, oh, you're going to turn into a bat or you're going to go, you know, have these fangs and you're going to suck somebody's blood at midnight or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think... I think that that's that's certainly a problem where as soon as you say it, everybody has this idea of what a vampire actually is, and you kind of have to explain it. Thanks for listening to this interview from The Vampire Tapes. I hope you enjoyed it. There are five interviews in this series, so be sure to listen to all of them. For more information on this project, check out tinyurl.com forward slash vampire tapes.